0: Welcome everyone, I am Starstruck Gamer, aka J-Star, and I am the host of Right Now in the UFC. This started as a short form blog, and one day I decided, you know, there are a few good UFC podcasts out there, but they all seem to be lacking one thing. That's me. So I decided it was time to take my writing, put it on the airwaves, and hopefully some fans can catch my frequency. Before we get into an episode, I just want to give a special shout out to at- Boo Buttons Boutique, just like it sounds, B-O-O-B-U-T-T-O-N-S-B-O-U-T-I-Q-U-E. Check her out on Instagram. We're collaborating to create some swag for the new show, which will be for sale on my website. I will have the link in the description. You can also find it over at my website as well. Alright guys, so last episode we had some interesting topics we went over a couple things, we went over the last fight card, we went over the next fight card, and some gossip, and uh, around the Octagon news. So, this episode, same format, uh, Season 1, Episode 3, we're going to get into it. We'll be reviewing the last uh, UFC 269, and that was Oliveira versus Poirier, that was a fight in itself. <clears throat> we'll also be uh, going over the next fight that's coming up here, December 18th, Saturday. Um, that'll be Derek Lewis, uh, versus Dacus. Um, that's supposed to be a good fight as well. And then we'll get into the segment around the octagon where we'll go over some news and gossip of the, uh, industry, um, more specifically the UFC. So starting out UFC 269 Oliveira versus Poirier, man, there were some good fights. Um, even the early fights, the prelims or the early prelims all the way up to the main event. Uh, they were, there were just fight after fight that some of them, you know, not as good as the others. And there were some questionable stuff that happened, but for the most part, it was action packed from the beginning to the end. Um, <clears throat> a couple of them that I want to touch on. I'm going to go through just kind of the list of notes I took and just notable fights and stuff that happened, uh, that took place. Just kind of touch base on those. First and foremost, um, the UFC 269, not only was it a full, you know, huge pay per view, lots of, sta- uh, you know, celebrities in the stands and a lot of action and stuff going on, um, but Josh Emmett, he overcame a lot to be back in the Octagon. Um, it was really good to see him. Uh, he's been dealing with a lot of stuff, Corona and some other stuff, some unfortunate events that have happened in his family. I you know, I don't want to go into details because it's not my place to speak on it, but I'm sure with enough research you can find out, but he's been dealing with some pretty heavy stuff and for him to come in and have that mental capacity to be able to put forth the energy and, you know, ultimately win a fight against uh, a huge opponent, I mean, that's awesome. He came, he conquered. It, it it's really cool. It's kind of a cool story. Um kind of a light at the end of the tunnel for him, but He was able to come in, fight his fight, do his thing like he's done for many fights before that and get the dub secure the win. Good for him. Shout out Josh Emmett. Next up, we are going to go over uh, the Dominic Cruz fight. Uh, Is it just me or did he seem like he was in like old Dominic Cruz fashion? He was quick on his feet, a lot of head movement. He was, you know, bobbing and weaving a few kicks here and there, but I thought for sure that the towards the beginning of the fight, you know, he had him hurt, and then he even got hurt, I thought it was going to be over. Um, you know, shout out to the ref for not stopping it. Let him go on, a, you know, go on. Uh, he could have easily called the fight and stopped. I've seen, unfortunately, refs stop fights for less, and uh, I'm glad they didn't in this circumstance. And. Whether or not it's because, you know, Dominic Cruz has some kind of favoritism, being that he's also a commentator for the UFC, it's also good to see that they let him fight it out. Not always a good thing, considering, you know, when there's damage that is taken, headshots and, you know, stuff like that to where it could be uh, a different direction where somebody could be injured and then they continue to let him fight and they do more damage than what they would have done initially if they would have stopped the fight um that's you know that's the only other thing that it's not good but in this circumstance it worked out both guys were okay for the most part as we know or as far as we know and dominant cruz looked like he was back in old form so it was really cool to see that and i'm going to touch on uh dominant cruz here later in the episode here which we'll get into but uh and then so the tie to avasa Another KO for him. Uh, another KO and another shoey. Man, I just want to, you know, stop. Those shoeys are <laughs> needing to be obnoxious. Um, they are foul. I wouldn't be just drinking <laughs> beer, water, liquor, anything out of just any random person's shoe. I, you know, it, it's pretty gross. Uh, and then there's rumors, you know, and there's some stuff that's going on on Reddit. People are saying that towards the end when he was walking to the tunnel, Somebody handed him a shoe to take, you know, um, a shoey out of. And what he thought wasn't beer could have been, who knows, human urine or whatever the case may be. But you can actually see it. And after I rewatched part of it and I went back and rewinded it and looked, you can towards the end see that he takes it, and starts to chug it down, and it got in his eyes. And he realized that there was something other than alcohol and he spit it all out and started wiping his face and tongue, which leads me to believe it was probably something, uh, disgusting. Uh, if not flat old warm beer, hopefully at the least or at the most, but yeah, that's pretty gross. I would definitely be careful because it's 2021, almost 22 and people are fucked up. Excuse my language, but people are messed up, man. So, but yeah, another knockout, uh, another solid knockout. Really? He, uh, he's been putting in work and he's looking better fight by fight the opponents get tougher uh, his knockouts get better I'm looking forward to seeing what else is coming um the ryan hall and uh minner fight man that was a dog fight and we already knew it was gonna be I mean grapplers like that just the, it was a scrap a good old-fashioned scrap uh it was you know as expected um Ryan Hall ended up defeating Minner he ended up getting the win which It is what it is. I was going for Minner, but, uh, you know, Ryan Hall is a savage, and he definitely deserves to, you know, get the win, especially putting in the work. So it's uh, pretty cool. Cody Garbrandt. Now I just want to touch on this. I won't go too far into it because I could go down a rabbit hole on this one. What's next for him? You know, Sean O'Malley said, hey, you're going to be sitting next to Dominic Cruz as a commentator uh, here before too long, which uh you know i think it was dominic cruz actually specifically that said in you know in reference to that hey give him some time he'll he'll get back on track i think it was him that said that but i don't know man i i I thought that he was going to come out and he was going to be a different fighter i thought he was going to come out and be the old cody garbrandt that we've all seen that we all love that not just a lucky end of round knockout but where he's put in the work where he's actually you know Made contact, made punches. He's not going out there crazy and wild, and he's strategic. And he, you know, wins the fight. Yeah, maybe on a knockout, but I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I personally, I, I think he's. I hate to say it, I really do, but I, I think he's towards the end of his career rather than the middle, um, or his prime. He's still young. He's still an athlete. He's still got a lot of things going for him. I don't necessarily know that the, you know, the weight class drop was, you know, beneficial, but at the same time, it's one of those things that you live and you learn. And I, I don't know that he's learning. I mean, I'm sure he's learning new things and he feels good and things, you know, are going the way that he thinks they should. But I mean, getting, you know, knocked out like that and tough losses. It's, it's kind of hard to determine what's next for him. Uh, he's going to have to fight somebody else, probably unranked. He dropped out of the rankings, which I, you know, I don't know exactly where he's going to end up, but, or who he's going to fight next, but I'm sure he can get back up in the top 10, but that's going to be a long road back to the top again after dropping out. So we'll see what happens. Uh, France though, he moved, uh, I think he stayed at number six. That's a, you know, that's a big win for him. Um, whether or not it was Cody or whoever they put in front of him, I think the chances of him winning were pretty pretty good. I think the odds were with him. He's a good fighter man, he's small, but he is a good fighter, he's tough, and he's a scrapper, and he's fast. I mean he showed his speed in that one uh he he made contact, he was quick, and uh, you know Cody's known to be quick too, but like he said in the interviews at the beginning, he said something around saying something about you know Cody mentioned he's fast and now he's coming down and he's going to be even faster cuz he's going to be smaller well you know France stated well come down here you'll see that everybody's fast it's not just a few people it's everybody <clears throat> so we'll see what happens with him next i'm i'm kind of excited you know he's a good prospect it's cool he, he had uh Dan the Hangman Hooker in his corner it was really cool to see so we'll see and uh Sean O'Malley, just looking at his fight again, I just kind of watched it again. I mean, he didn't really do... He, he was kind of running here and there, but he didn't really do anything wrong. I mean, he was firing on all cylinders. He did everything that he was supposed to do. He said before the fight that he was watching a Canelo fight, and, man, he had him backed up against the cage, and that, that combo where he... I think it was a right hand to the body... Kind of fold him over a little bit, left hand to the face or to the jaw, left side or the right side of his jaw, I should say, and just started to drop him again, picked him back up, dropped him again. And I just, I mean, it was picture perfect. The way he orchestrated that whole, you know, combo, the way he put all that together, all those punches, it was beautiful. It really was. Um, I think they got him ranked now 13 is what I read last, uh, you know, before getting this podcast recorded, he was ranked number 13 after that KO. So, and his opponent, you know, Pia or Piva, however you say it, he, uh, you know, it's, he's not, he, he wasn't a, I mean, he wasn't somebody that Deshaun O'Malley was going to go in there and just destroy. He was going to go in there. It was going to be a tough fight. You know, the guy's a tough opponent, but. It looked like light work from Howie. I mean, honestly, it really did. It looked like he went in there, the prepared fighter. It looked like he went in there ready to go. He made work of him. It was light work. He got in, got out. See you later. So I think he opened some eyes. I think that he's still got a little bit of a road ahead of him. I mean, that Bantam weight class has a bunch of studs in it. I mean, Jan, Dillshaw, Aldo, Sandhagen, Sterling, who holds the belt still, amongst other people that are in there. Um, I think he still, you know, is going to have to rematch Cheeto Vera at some point who's ranked number 8, I think. Something like that. He's going to have to fight him though. Uh again, I think cuz and that's his only loss so far. Otherwise, Sean O'Malley would be, you know, undefeated, which in his eyes he is, but Sugar Sean, he I think he's here to stay and I think that he's got a big following and I think that if they can continue to, you know, matchmake not in his, I guess, um, you know, not to where they're just setting him up to win fights to keep the momentum going, but you know, in his favor to where he's going to be challenged enough and it's going to be an interesting enough fight where people are going to want to watch him. I think that he's going to go far. I think it's going to be awesome. Can't wait to see who they uh, line him up next to, um, next. So I think he's on a suspension at this point in time for an injury. I Maybe his hands. I'm not sure, but his hands look pretty swollen up. But yeah, that, that class has got a lot of studs in it. Definitely a lot of studs. Um, so, the other fight, you know, before I get into the main event, we have to talk about Pena and Nunez. <clears throat> Pena dethrones Nunez. Uh, she, you know, for the belt at 135, she... I, I mean... I I don't want to say that she gave up because a lot of people are saying that, and I don't I don't think that's the case that Nunez gave up. I think, like Pena said, she was being choked out. She had no ch- you know, no other choice but to pass out. Uh, which a lot of fighters are saying, "Hey, you need to go out on your shield. You better be put to sleep before you tap." And that's not good for your brain, dude. I don't know, Like straight up getting oxygen cut off and y- you passing out because you're getting choked. It's not good. Be smart enough to tap and know that you're, you know, sacrificing yourself in order to look cooler. Nah, she did the right thing. She knew that there was no escape. She was being choked out. She didn't quit. She tapped because she had to, not because she wanted to. And we all know that Nunez is tough. Um, But Pena was, I mean, the better fighter. And I've said it before, and I've said, you know, I'll say it again, and I I think I said it in the last episode. It it can be any fighter uh, on any night. You get caught... That's what happens. I mean, that's it's just simply what happens in the fight game. So Pena wins the belt. Uh, Nunez said that she's in for a rematch. Pena said she'd give it to her. So we'll see what happens. I truly think that Oliveira did win fair and square. I mean, I think that he would have won regardless. But at the same time, it's one of those things that it, I don't want to say he cheated, but there was questionable. Um, you know, there was a questionable point where Oliveira may have grabbed his glove, uh, not allowing him to get up. There might've been, you know, some dirty boxing or I shouldn't say dirty boxing, dirty fighting where Oliveira was covering his mouth and his nose and, you know, raking his eyes a little bit with his fingers, you know, acting like he didn't know what he was doing. Trying to get gain position, which, I get it. Some of that you can do, some of it you can't, but the grabbing the glove, not allowing him to extend his arm, to get his arm out of that, you know, leg lock kind of thing. Uh, Someone viewed it as cheating. Uh, Oliveira, being the humble guy and classy guy that he is, he said, hey, if it happened, it happened, I didn't notice it. Maybe he's just, you know, trying to let Oliveira have his shine. I'm not sure, but Joe Rogan said, I mean, I'm not saying that Joe Rogan's word is Law, but at the same time, you know, when Joe Rogan's saying it on the side of the cage, he's seen it in real time, in you know, right in his face. There's probably something wrong with that. But Oliveira won fair and square. Glove, you know, gr- uh, the glove grab or not, mouth covering, the dirty fighting, whatever it is. I mean, he got the win, secured it, defended the belt. Dustin Poirier stated that he was heartbroken after making it to the top again and then choking. Literally. Choking, getting choked out uh twice. He two different, you know, fighters, same way, getting to the top and then getting choked out. I think the first one was Khabib and now Oliveira. That's gotta hurt. That's really gotta hurt. That's gotta suck, to be honest. But it is what it is. Um He'll be back. Uh we'll see. Khabib said something about uh Dustin Poirier, give him a call for Eagle FC, he wants him over there, so we'll see what happens next. Uh you know, I don't I don't really know. If Dustin's gonna say, Hey, I'm gonna hang it up, I'm gonna spend some, you know, time with my family, I'm gonna do the charity thing, but I think he's still got some fight left in him, but you know, he's been through in some big, you know, big battles, big wars. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't come back or doesn't compete on as high a level as he has been. <clears throat> as far as Oliveira goes, um, he he's I don't know if he's just doing it for the clout or, you know, trying to get Connor's name on his side to where he can make some more money or you know, you get a little bit of more, get more publicity because Connor would be attached to his name. He's saying that he's going to skip on Justin Gaethje, which I don't think Dana's going to allow it. To be honest, I don't think Dana wants Connor back, but except for the money, <laughs> but or the draw, I should say. Uh, but I think that Oliveira needs to fight Justin Gaethje. I think Jay's Justin Gaethje's up next. He's the worthy opponent, and I think that's the fight that they need to make. But We'll see what happens. Um, we'll see what the fight they make. <clears throat> Alright. So we touched on the last event, which was 269. We'll touch on the b- upcoming event, December 18th. Um, this one is the Derek Lewis versus the Chris Dacus fight. <clears throat> the prelims, I mean, they look pretty good. Uh, the main guard looks good. The main fight looks good. Uh, the starting with the prelims. <clears throat> looks like they're starting off with some great fights. Uh, ones I'm looking forward to the most, I think that are going to stand out is the Justin Taffa or Taffa. I'm not exactly sure how you say it versus the Harry Hunsucker. Um, Taffa, I I think that he's going to come out. Um, he has the ability to knock somebody out if he doesn't get gassed out, I should say. But I think that if Hunsucker is a big guy, but I think Taffa is tough enough that if he doesn't gas out quick, it's, it's, I don't think it's going to go past the first round, and if it does, Tafa loses. But I think that if Tafa Tafa can, you know, put together some combos or a couple good big punches, I think that he has the ability to knock him out. So we'll see. I think that if it goes past that, I think it goes the other way. It's hard to say. Moving down the list a little bit here, um, another fight that kind of take note to is and which is kind of odd to me that it's on the prelims and not the main card uh versus some of the other you know fights that are on the main card but it is what it is i know there's probably a method to the madness but they got raquel pennington uh who's ranked number eight taking on the macy chiasen i think it is or chiasen uh who's number 10 on the prelims which is kind of weird uh i would like to see raquel win but we'll see i'm not really familiar with the macy lady as much but uh, Raquel is, you know, she's had her ups and downs. She's fought some of the big names, and we'll see what happens. <clears throat> Maybe she can uh, move up in the ranking. Maybe not. Who knows? Um, and then we got Gerald Mearskrat. uh, thirty three and fourteen. He has a record. The record of thirty three and fourteen uh, with twenty five wins by submission. I mean, that's a lot. He's a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt. Uh, he's a kickboxing black belt. Um, he's a big dude. Um, I think it's gonna be a good fight. I think that he's probably going to go for a submission at some point if it doesn't I mean if it does go to the ground or even if it doesn't, I wouldn't be surprised and you shouldn't be surprised either if the fight ends up getting called by submission. Um sorry I'm a little stuffed up still, but uh the main card. It gets even better and it has some even bigger names, which I'm looking forward to. I mean it's gonna be Pretty packed night, honestly, between the prelims and the main card. There's some big names on here, and I'm pretty excited to watch this stuff. So, we got the fight of the night that I'm calling. I'm calling fight of the night. This is going to be the one. Cub Swanson versus Derek, or excuse me, Darren, the Damage Elkins. They're both savages. I mean, damn it, the Damage Elkins, everybody knows who he is. I mean, he, the guy is a scrapper. His last fight, he you know, he won. He had blood running down his face. <laughs> he usually does have blood running down his face every single fight. I think it's going to be a great fight. I'm calling it fight of the night is going to be Cub Swanson versus Darren Elkins. I think it's going to be a great fight. Looking forward to it. Runner up though, I think is going to be Steven Wonderboy Thompson, who's ranked number five versus the below. Um, Muhammad number 10. Uh, Muhammad. I know that there's going to be a lot of people that disagree with me. I think he's got too much, uh, you know, I got, I think he got too popular, too quick. I think people are not underestimating him, but overestimating him. I don't think that he's as good as he's leading everybody to believe. I think that he is a good fighter, but I don't think that he is as big as people are thinking that he is. So we'll see what happens. I think Wonderboy is going to put some work together. I think that he's going to get the win. We'll have to see. Ricky Simone, it's my boy. Um, I, I'm looking forward, you know, it's going to be a tough win uh, by beating his, you know, number 12 ranked opponent. <clears throat> May I, you know, will that land him in the rankings? Possibly could. I'd like to see Ricky some. I mean, every time Ricky Simone fights, it's an exciting fight. I'm looking forward to it. And he's local. So I think that there's going to be a lot of eyes on him. And I think that if he does win, I think people are going to take a little bit more notice to him than they have in his past fights. It's going to be awesome. And then our main event, uh, doc is versus Lewis. I mean, I think it's first round or bust. Honestly, I think that there's going to be some big shots early. I think it's going to be one of those things. Lewis's style. He's a get in, take some big punches, you know, make some big punches. Hopefully make contact, knock somebody out and get out of there. I, uh, you know, it's hard to say, Docus is tough. He's a big dude like Lewis is. But Lewis has that one punch power where he can drop you. I mean, it, it wouldn't take much. And that's why I, th- I say one rounder bust. Kind of like Taffa, I think if it goes past the first round, I don't I don't think that Lewis has the cardio, nor does docus But at the same time, I think that Lewis wants to put it away in the first round. And like he, he might have to hurry up and get the fight over like he was telling Rogan during that one fight. I had to go. I, I got boo boo. I gotta go. I gotta do. I gotta do do or boo boo. I think he said. So I, I'm gonna take Lewis in this one. I think Lewis is gonna get it. It's gonna position him nicely uh, and uh, hopefully get him back up for a title shot. So moving right along here, we got a section that I like to bring up here. Uh, this segment is around the octagon. This is where we cover some gossip and some news um, that's going on in the UFC and Kind of, you know, in the industry itself, not just specifically the UFC. I know the title is the UFC, but uh I kind of branch off just a little bit here and there just to cover some gossip as it kind of all ties in together. So we got <clears throat> S- uh, Henry Sejudo, 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 whatever the hell, however the hell you say it. Uh Henry Sejudo, he's running his mouth. As always, in response to Dominic Cruz. Uh, Dominic Cruz was saying, you know, hey, I I know I lost to Henry. I want to fight him again, or I'd be open to it at least. What does the king of cringe do? He gets online and he starts run his mouth about how he makes him sick and that he's no good and that, he, you know, if he wants another shot, he'll come out of retirement. He'll fight him just to shut him up again. Uh, You know, are they going to fight again? It's it's very possible. So uh, we might see a rematch. Uh, Who knows? It would be kind of cool to see him back, but Sejudo, and speaking of Sejudo and uh, Dominic Cruz, I will touch base. Like I said before, I'm going to touch base on them again here shortly. Um, Then we got, you know, Covington, he's talking about (laughs) Azmat, first, you know, he's calling him come shot. Um, Like I stated in the last episode, I wouldn't want to be called come shot, but at the same time, Covington's been known for his trash talk and obscenities or, you know, being obscene about his comments to people and being really far out there as far as his insults. But he's calling him out saying, Hey, don't put him up here with me. Don't put him up here with people. Don't fast track him because if you do, he's going to halt the hype. Covington, Colby's saying, Hey, no, you put him up here with the big boys. We're going to shut him down. He won't be the same. We will halt. Hype more specifically, Colby will. He's saying that he'll take on Hamza and he's gonna stop him, so that could be a potential matchup. We'll see. Again, I kind of agree with Colby, I don't think that they should fast track him, but it's very possible that they may. <clears throat> um, kind of going on to the uh, next one, Connor calling out for a title shot before he even gets cleared. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know if this is you know, and it, it's very possible it's in Connor fashion. But Conor McGregor will draw money. He'll draw eyes. He'll draw people. I would hate to see Dana or Shelby or the UFC, I should say, put Conor in line before the people who have worked their ass off to get to that point that deserve it, such as Gaethje. Gaethje deserves the title shot. Now, with Oliveira saying, no, I I don't want Gaethje. I want Conor. I'm sure it's about a paycheck or eyes or popularity, one of the two. I would hate to see that though. So, Connor's you know not even clear yet, and he's saying he wants a title shot and he'll fight for him here and there, wherever he don't care. But Oliveira versus Gaethje would be on hold for Connor. I don't think Gaethje would make. uh, I don't think he'd be. That would make Gaethje very happy. Uh, In the words of Gaethje, "We will riot." So, I think there would be some rioting if that was to take place, which I don't think it's in the best interest for anybody, even Connor. But we'll see. Crazy things are happen- Crazier things have happened, I should say. Uh, other gossip and news. This kind of not off-subject from fighting, but... Um, Laura Senko. She is a commentary. She's an analyst. Uh, she actually is on ESPN once in a while. She's on some other stuff, but she does a lot of commentary for UFC. A lot of interviews and stuff. She's actually going to be making, uh, allegedly... And I hope so, because she's talented and she's awesome. She's a savage, but... She's going to be making her commentary debut in 2022. If you haven't, or if you're not familiar with her, tall blonde hair, look her up at Laura Senko on Instagram. She's awesome. Um, kind of getting into what I was talking about with Cruz and Sejudo. So I, you know, it's, it's funny because Khabib is now with the Eagle fight. He owns what used to be gorilla fight club. I think it's now Eagle fight club, Eagle FC. He is the owner of that. Um, he's, you know, launching that the commentary people is Sejudo and Felicia Spencer, both UFC, you know, ex fighters, both retired. It's kind of funny that they're going to be the ones commentating during fights. I think there's another person. I'm just not familiar with who it is, but I, I think it's kind of funny, um, whether or not, dominic cruz is going to call out sejudo and he's going to come back and fight get back in the game but then also be you know commentating on this fight guard i you know it's kind of hard to say what's going to happen but it's going to be funny to see uh them commentating rather than fighting there's some big names uh you know on that roster that he's building up he took a couple shots at dana saying hey dana you know it is you know it is what it is Call me if you got problems and kind of goofing around because I'm sure they got a good relationship. But there's big names such as, you know, Rashad Evans, Ray Borg, and then their newest signee, uh, Kevin Lee. And they're bringing in some new weight classes. Uh, You know, I know it's not UFC, but it's it's big news. It's a lot of ex UFC fighters. There's a lot of people that are on that roster that are going to be, you know, getting some uh, fighting time again. It's kind of cool to see. And you'll be able to see that those fights in addition to all the other promotions that we got going on. Um, lastly, you know, I just, I want to touch base. I hate to even bring it up because I truly don't think that it's worth bringing up. But the only reason I am is because of Tyrone Woodley. But the Woodley versus Jake Paul fight is unfortunately this weekend as well. In addition to the fight card of Derek Lewis and Chris Daukes, Um the 18th. Uh, they do got a fight coming up. I'm not a big fan of Jake Paul, as I've stated before. Uh, I just wanted to make comment, though, because Jake Paul did say there is a clause in there that if Woodley is able to knock out Jake Paul, I think it's like an extra 50 grand or something like that, which, I mean, I think it's cool. Uh, I hope he does knock him out with or without the money. I hope he knocks him out, please, just so we can kind of get over this Jake Paul hype. and. um People can realize that hey, he's just a YouTube sensation that happens to be an athlete and can hang for a little bit. But we'll see, we'll see. Um, kind of going on, you know, over what what's going to come up on the next episode. We got, uh, you know, what to look forward. I should say forward to. We're going to go over the results of the Lewis and Dawkins card. Obviously, um, we'll preview the next event, which is Qatar versus uh, Giga, um, number five versus number eight. Should be also a good fight. They haven't announced any other fights on that card. I don't know if they're waiting for you know injuries or other people or people to sign contracts or what. But uh, you know that's not too far away, beginning of January. I think that it'll be a good fight. We'll see. Um, It's kind of hard to say at this point in time if it's going to be a good card or bad card because we don't really know who's on it yet. So we'll we'll keep you posted and we'll touch base on that as we go into the next episode. And I know I mentioned a guest in the last episode, uh, which we're working on the logistics of getting them together getting them on. Um, So I'm hoping that uh, we'll be able to get them on for the next one. We got some good stuff coming up, so make sure you guys stay tuned. Um, And as always, I'm going to close just saying, hey, thank you very much for listening. I know that I've gotten some more listeners. Um, The views have increased from the last time or even just the last episode. It's increased. I appreciate it. I really do. And if, you know, if you've hung in this long and you're still listening to this episode, I just, you know, specifically to the ones that actually are listening, I want to say thank you sincerely. Uh, and if you enjoyed this podcast and you'd like to help support the podcast, share it with others. That's, you know, my call to action. That's the only thing I can ask of you is share with others, you know, share it or post it on social media, leave a rating, leave a review. It all helps. Um, and you know, also to catch the latest from me, uh, you can follow me at the links at the, in the description uh, or my social medias on Instagram. I'm starstruck underscore gamer um, on YouTube. Same thing, starstruck gamer. Um, you can hop over to medium, check out my writings as well, uh, or my website, which is uh, just starstruck gamer dot uh, We'll be able to get the merch going on there as well. And as always, thank you very much. I appreciate you guys tuning in and we'll see you on the next one. Peace.